Uh, friends, I'm going to invite um, people up here to, to share their testimony. Uh, and then after with them, there'll be somebody else to encourage them. And firstly, we're going to have Yi, who's going to come and share her testimony. And Cecilia is going to come as well. And I've been told to put the microphone down. Is that right? So I don't know. This is when the sound people get angry because I'm about to make a noise. I apologize now. There you go. <laughs> thank so you. thank you. Uh, morning, church. My name is E. Uh, glad to be here. Um, today, uh, I'm going to share with my story. I will be dividing into three parts. First, before I became a Christian, and how I became a Christian, and my future and God's plan. Before I knew God, I mainly carried on my mom's dream and worked very hard to be a good student and a good daughter. Also, we depend on each other very much because I'm from a single family. Mom taught me a lot of good values, such as we need to be nice to people, we need to forgive people, especially someone who harmed us. But um, it's really easier said than done. Um, I think all these good values helped me later, since I know God, because it, it's, help, it's very helpful in my Christian life. Um, but my but by that time, I think my, my life is quite self-centered and simple. I only focus on my own success. I, I do my good studying and going to a good university, find a good job. Um, my, I couldn't tell what was wrong by that time, but I feel my life was always tiring and stressful. Um, now I'm thinking back. The reason I had so many negative feelings, even though I was doing so well with my study and my work, is because a self-centered life was without God, no real purpose. Um, how I become a Christian, um, my experience of living in America actually benefits me a lot. Um, that was the first time I left my mom and living so far away, far away with my friends. I was homesick. And a special day, I went to the city downtown, and I saw a beautiful church there. So I came in, and people there was very, they were very, very friendly, and they sang the beautiful songs, and also they shake each other's hands and say peace. I don't know what that means by that time, but I follow them, I say peace. <laughs> um, I, I quite like this experience. Um, but since I came to China, it's positive because in China we don't have so many churches like uh, in America. Um, but by that time, I still uh, focus on my own self, like I have my own dream. I want to become a teacher, and I searched that Australian has advanced school, university in education, like top six. So I told my mom that I want to go abroad you know, to Australia and get my master's degree. Um, my mom was quite upset because she only had me and she worried a lot. She, she didn't want to be apart with me again. But I told her that's my dream. So of course, mom finally let me go and gave me a lot of the financial support in that two years. I was very grateful. Since I came here, um, I had the same feeling again, homesick, of course. No friends, no family. And I remember the experience when I was in America. So I started to go in the church 
uh, in Clayton, the Church of Christ. I Googled it, the nearest church nearby. And then <laughs> I started going to that church. And there I meet one of the very important pers- people in my life. Uh, her name is Cecilia. Um, and she takes charge of Power to Change, uh, international student mi- um, ministry. She also invited me to the weekly meeting at the Monash University. And she did a lot of Bible study with me, like through the whole semester. I was very, very grateful. And in uh, one, one night after the group meeting, and she asked me, um, are you ready to invite God into your life? I was quite nervous, but I said yes. <laughs> so at that time, I still remember. It's April, October 2016. I accepted God into my life. And um, by that time, my, after that, my, my life has changed a lot. Um, I, have, I got married to my husband, Matt, uh, at the same day as my spiritual birthday, April 29th, but next year. <laughs> we didn't plan on that. It's just amazing. Um, uh, but we don't have, I don't have uh, enough time to share how I met my husband. It's quite a long story. <laughs> but all I want to say is that both of us, we are not very outgoing people. So if I didn't have a chance to talk to you yet, it, it doesn't mean that I hate you or I don't like you. <laughs> It's, it's just simple because I'm too shy to start a conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Matt, he preferred to stay at home, and I prefer to go spend all my time at a library. So obviously, without God's help, we won't know each other across the culture. <laughs> and yeah, also, God did another amazing thing is uh, I have graduated from the Manash and my uh, the Masters of TESO on um, uh, October 29th, last month. And the same day, it's both of my, our Chinese mom and Australian mom's birthday. They're born on the same day, too. <laughs> so we celebrate together. Um, while thinking back, I'm very grateful. I think the biggest difference of myself compared to before I became Christian is that instead of being self-centered, I learned to put God in first in all aspects of my life. Now I have the most meaningful purpose in life, which is serving the Lord. I know everything is under God's plan. He cares us. He, he loves us. He leads our marriage and continues to strengthen us each day. Um, without, with our great Father, I'm not as scared of unknowing things or the things in the future. Instead, I'm looking forward to the life that God leading us to. Um, I want to finish my story with one of my favorite Bible verses, Ephesians 2, 8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God. And also I want to thank you for all my families, church families, and my friends, Cecilia, Ivy, will come and support me today. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Matt. Um, I just wanted to say as well in front of the church that uh, he's nine weeks pregnant now, so we're really happy about that as well. 
And um, we're just grateful that you can all be here for that. And we're really proud of you for um, her baptism and, you know, stepping out and showing her commitment to the Lord. So thank you for that. Thank you. Hi, so I'm Cecilia. Um, we didn't mean to be matching clothes today, but <laughs> it just kind of happened. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm actually really glad on that day at Clayton Church. Um, I was late to church. <laughs> Things happen. Um, but I, I was late to church, and I was actually really glad I'm late to church that day, because that was why I sat next to, um, to Yi, because um, there was a seat next to her. And yeah, she's just, she's, yeah, she was, she was a bit shy, but she was so friendly and so easy to talk to, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm just super proud of you, like, just for taking this, this step. Um, to just say in front of everyone that you want to follow Jesus. And, yeah, I'm really blessed also to be uh, to be part of that journey with you as well. So, you. yeah, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> so I have a um, Bible verse I would like to share with you. Um, yeah, it's actually my prayer for you as well. So it's in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Um, May the Lord of, of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's my prayer for you. Thank so. you. <laughs> Friends, how encouraging, hey? Um, we're going to keep on hearing some of the stories. I'm going to invite uh, Jackson Reed and uh, I think his parents are going to come up. He told me this morning that he told them or asked them last minute. Last night, so, uh, yeah, okay. I forgot, sorry. Um, mine's going to be a bit shorter than that. Uh, so, my name is Jackson, and many of you will know that I was born and raised in a Christian home, and consequently, I never doubted the existence of a God. Um, as a child... I went to boarding school and I learned lots of Bible stories and memory verses there and at home as well. I knew the theory of being saved. I could explain it to anyone without any problems. It was like one of those people who can tell you exactly how to kick a football straight but can't kick to save their life. Um, but yeah, it never really made a difference in my life. Um, I guess it's because I never really saw that I had a problem. Um, yeah, so as a kid, I invited Christ into my heart and life many times out of a fear of hell. I'd lie in bed at night at boarding school, and there'd always be a voice inside me telling me, oh, you probably didn't say it right the night before, and so I'd give it another go with slightly different wording, hoping I'd get it right. Um, so this happened on and off over the course of a few years. But one time was different. This wasn't at boarding school. It was down at the state youth games in 2013. Uh, I was 12 years old and was really only there because I like camping and sports. But one of the speakers at the sessions one night, he invited everyone who wanted to um, ask Christ into their life and be forgiven of their sins to come up the front. And before I knew what was happening, I was walking up the front with tears streaming down my face for no apparent reason, which is a feeling I'm quite unaccustomed to. Um, yeah, so I invited Christ into my heart that night and... I don't know what was different between that and the many times, but maybe, maybe it was because it wasn't just out of a fear of going to hell. 
Um, not much changed in my life straight away as a result of that night, but I am confident that my sins are forgiven, and God has been working in me since then despite my many attempts to ignore him. The strength of my relationship with God has fluctuated greatly, and I've only got myself to blame because of my constant wanderings and doubts. But God has always been there when I'm ready to turn back to him and seek him again. God has been putting baptism on my heart recently. Every time we've had a service here, there's been a nagging voice in my head telling, you, telling me, hey, you should get baptized, you know, it's the next step of obedience to God. But there was always a louder nagging voice reminding me of all my constant sins and failures and how unworthy I am. Today I'm up here not because I'm now worthy, but because I know I'll never be worthy. I'm made righteous not through anything I've done, but through the grace of a good God. I'm definitely still a work in progress. God is not done with me, not by a long shot. And any prayer for my walk with God would be greatly appreciated. But I'm up here today to tell you that my sins are forgiven and that I'm a servant of the living God. I just got a couple of verses to read out that encourage me. But from Philippians 3, 9-7. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that is from God and is by faith. I brought my Bible up, but I'm actually going to talk from a piece of paper. Um, I want to share just a couple of things for Jackson. Um, in Paul's uh, writings to the Thessalonians, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6, he says to them, You became imitators of us and of the Lord. Paul was commending them uh, for taking note of the way of life of the apostles and of Jesus and seeking to emulate that way of life. And I'd like to just share a few thoughts for Jackson from one episode in the life of Jesus. Uh, in Luke chapter 2, verses 41 to 49, there's a description of uh, Jesus travelling to Jerusalem with his parents as a 12-year-old, coincidentally. Um, and I'm not going to read it. I'm just, uh, if you haven't read it before, you ought to have. And I encourage you to go home and read it if you haven't. I'll give you a pricey. Uh, the family went to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. <clears throat> they spent the time there for the feast and they travelled home. And uh, on the way home, Jesus wasn't with his parents and they just assumed he was somewhere amongst the, the company that they were travelling with. There were family, relatives, friends, all from the same location got to the end of the day and all of a sudden they realised Jesus wasn't with them. So they turned around and went back to Jerusalem, as good worried parents would do. And I sort of thought about this and thought, well, how does, what sort of example is Jesus setting here? And I thought, well, I thought back to my parenting. I couldn't have gone a whole day without sort of getting a bit concerned about my son who I hadn't seen. And I thought, 
Jesus must have been such a dependable, sensible child already. In fact, in his culture, he was a young man at 12. And so they weren't worried about him. In contrast, of course, when they turned back to go to Jerusalem, they were very worried and they probably thought that all their confidence in him had been shot to pieces and who knows where he is in Jerusalem and what he has gotten up to and what company he's fallen into. And so they probably searched around Jerusalem, which they did for three days. I imagine them going around the marketplaces to those pools where people waited to you know, jump in when the water was stirred and those sorts of things, other entertainments. Um, I'm imagining if uh, uh, Mary's imagination got a bit wild, she probably sent Joseph into some of the houses of ill repute to check for him in there as well. And finally they looked in the temple. And to quote the King James, because I like the way it says it, Jesus said to them, How is it that you sought me? Wished ye not, didn't you know, that I must be about my father's business? Jackson, if you're going to emulate the Lord, if you're going to copy Jesus in your life, where are you going to be found? Will you be in the places where they looked first, where our culture and our society would expect an 18-year-old man to be found, in the bars or wherever else, or will you be about your father's business? And your father's business might take you anywhere. Um, and it might bring you opposition. You might face the disappointment of people around you because you are following his ways. You might have to take my grandchildren overseas. <laughs> Whatever else you do, make sure you're about the Father's business. Um, friends, I'm going to invite our friend Geordie Suda, or Jordan Suda. I'm, I just know him as Geordie, so I'll just say Geordie. And Ben's going to come up as well. We're going to hear from Geordie. Sorry, Mark, I'm about to bet this again. Hello, my name's John. Um, I've been in this church for a while now. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, I rated a 10. Um, I'll just start with my favourite chapter. Um, <clears throat> in Psalm 23, I really love it. Um, it's been one of my favourites for a while now. It's The Good Shepherd. Um, but I really love verse 4 out of it. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You rod in your staff, they comfort me. I really, really love that verse. It just reminds me of how much God, God loves us and is always there for us no matter what we do. And whatever, whatever it feels like we're going through, he's always there ready for us. Um... And um, I've really been feeling God's love lately and his grace as I've grown up. I've grown up in a lovely Christian family um, with extended Christian family. And, um, and I've always grown up in a church. And um, it's, as I was a bit younger, it's 
yeah, it's one thing to hear it all the time and, yeah, yeah, I know, God God loves me in this and he died on the cross for that, but as I've grown up, it really, really means something more. It really um, means a lot uh, that Jesus sent his son to die for us um, and that through him we can have eternal life with him forever. Um because I'm definitely a sinner, like, um, and we all are, <laughs> and it's and we are in deep need of a saviour, and um, he has um, opened this up so that we we can be free and uh, have eternal life with him um, in heaven. Um, so re- I really want to commit my life to, um, to my Lord and saviour. So I want to be baptised to show my faith in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Saviour. Thank you. Geordie, I meant to be up here to encourage you, but you've really um, been encouraging us. In the last week uh, at the dinner table, we said, oh, Geordie, could you just pick out a verse and just read it just what something that means? something to you and he turned to Hebrews 12 and he said therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith and we're really encouraged by seeing your faith grow. Um, Baptism is something that we've talked to our kids about, we've talked to Geordie about. Um, It's something that they um, choose at their time. So it is something we've talked in the past. Um, I think Geordie was a little bit put off by public speaking. You wouldn't wouldn't tell from what he's done today. Um, If you know Geordie well, you know that he's big into sport. And I noticed that in this verse that you picked out, it talks about running, which is not surprising. He does cross country, he does basketball, he does soccer, um, you name it. And um, I guess back to you and to remind you again of, of the verse that you encouraged us with the other night, that the Christian life is a race and it's not a sprint, it's a marathon and um, it's, it's, can be long and there can be um, like cross country ups and downs and um, you just keep running and um, you keep running and then you just keep running so yeah we're so grateful and so encouraged um, by your decision today Um, we really thank um, our wider family and we thank our church family for uh, the contribution um, that they've made to um, Geordie's growing faith as well so Uh, excuse me, friends, we're going to um, head out in a minute, but before we do, let me, would you join with me in prayer? Uh, Lord Jesus, what a wonderful time to hear from you, Jackson and Geordie, that you are the, uh, the king of their heart. We pray as they uh, get baptized and as they continue to live for you, that through your Holy Spirit that you would empower them 
as Jordy shared very aptly and as Ben has, to keep running the race that you've set before them. That you keep their focus on you, the one who's the founder and perfecter of their faith. We thank you, Jesus, that you endure the cross and despise the shame. We thank you that you are a risen Lord and you reign forever. And Father, in days like this, in baptism services, for those who have loved ones who are not walking with you, we pray that you would encourage us, remind us that you are a relentless saviour who will pursue his children. And we pray for those, maybe we've been baptised at some stage in our life and maybe today has just come to support and I pray if we've walked away or we're struggling in our faith that you would challenge us afresh to remember you, our great saviour, who's gone before us. So Lord Jesus, we pray all these things in your mighty name. Amen.